Welcome back. Final hour of the Bill Michaels Show. We're glad you're here today. Always glad you're here, but today, um, just enjoying the day and enjoying the conversation with you. And um, I had a chance yesterday, we listened in to Mike McCarthy and some of the things that he had to say. And uh, he talked about uh, this could possibly be this emotional return to Lambeau Field. I think it's just like anything in this league. You have to get ready to, to go win. And, you know, that's really where my mind is as far as the game. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, I have great memories about Green Bay and, you know, obviously spent, spent a lot of time there. But, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm four years removed from working there. And um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to taking our team up there. Says it's looking forward to getting here. Looking forward to getting here, hanging out, doing some, getting some Sammy's pizza, maybe. Who knows? Uh, but one thing he did mention was uh, to his guys, to the Dallas Cowboys, he said, look, it's you don't get up there very often. You don't get a chance to play at Lambeau Field very often. But uh, enjoy what the uh, the atmosphere is. Enjoy that it's a historic place to play. Enjoy Lambeau Field. And then obviously they want to win the game. This is a really cool place to compete. Um, it's, it's obviously a lot like you know AT and T Stadium. I mean, we have a, an unbelievable stadium that people enjoy coming to compete at, and it's uh, you know very similar up there. You know, obviously the history and tradition of Green Bay and Lambeau Field, and you know it's an experience that um, you know I want them to maximize. And but most importantly, we, you know we're going up there to win the game. Now we all know. Look, um, the way things ended with with McCarthy, it wasn't good for him. Uh, didn't wasn't a great look at the time for the organization. I think I still think that the move was warranted. Uh, the timing of it might have been a little bit difficult, but uh, the move was warranted. And uh, you know, make no mistake about it. When this game came up on the schedule, and McCarthy knew we're going to Lambeau Field, he circled this date. And as he stated, he said, "Look, I've been looking forward to this for a while." Uh, it's here. I, I think it's more like that. Uh, you know, I, I think we're in such a, you know, when I, when, when I had, obviously had to think about it today because I was, I was coming into this wonderful session, but, uh, this is more about your family and your, and your friends, you know, people say, Hey, when you coming in, like, you know, like I'm going to fly in Wednesday for the weekend, you know, I mean, it's, you know, we're going to get there Saturday at five o'clock like we always do. So this is, <laughs> as he said, it's not about coming up there and going to a reunion. You know, this is about work. Uh, I'll fly back or, you know, you come down here after the season's over. But this is work right now. So, um, you know, now the question is, what is the response going to be? You know, you ask yourself and maybe, you know, kind of look around to the people that are in the stands and say, okay, what kind of response is Matt going to get? Because there was a lot of people that want to see him gone when they fired him. But now that the team has taken a nosedive and the Cowboys obviously are on the uptick, but the Cowboys are the hated Cowboys by Packers fans. But yet he is the last coach here to win a Super Bowl. And, you know, maybe they – I don't think they're going to do some kind of a video tribute. I, I can't imagine that. Maybe they do. Maybe the Packers do something like that to, to you know, give Mike McCarthy a little credit for the way, you know, things went down. But, you know, uh, how would he respond if the crowd just went nuts when he walked out of the, out of the tunnel? The fans clapping? I'll take that. I mean, I, I'm not going to – Absolutely, I was. Uh, you know, Green Bay fans are very nice, and then we're expecting them to be nice Sunday afternoon. But uh, no, I, I don't know. I haven't thought about that. That's you know, you know. Again, I'm I'm going there to win. Then the question you knew was coming. So, Mike, 
what is it going to be like when you go face to face at some point and you see eye to eye with Aaron Rodgers? Really looking forward to seeing Aaron. Uh, we've had great communication. I have nothing but you know love and, and gratitude for him. Um, I, I think like anything in, in life, I think personal relationships are, are private. I'm you know you got to remember I was born in the '60s, so I'm, I'm I'm being better at expressing myself publicly. And uh, but no, I, I uh, just a whole lot of appreciation not only for him but the players, the teams that we had there. I mean, we, you know, we had some you know great great times. So, which uh, you know, look. Um, they did have great times. They they won a Super Bowl together, okay, no doubt. But you know the re- the relationship you know seemingly had soured toward the end. So you know what else did he think of, you know, working with his time with or coming back to see Aaron Rodgers? When I think of him, I think of the, all the one-on-one conversations we used to have, especially in the younger days, and uh, it always ended with a hug and I love you. So and that, that's when I think about our relationship. Um, you know, I, I think he made me a much better coach. I mean, you're talking about a man that's, you know, one of the premier professional athletes of his generation. So, I mean, remember when you talk about the Dallas Cowboys, um, you, you know, not only is it Mike McCarthy, but uh, it's also some of the guys off of his staff that are coming back. I mean, he's got some guys there that, you know, have been uh, a part of his staff uh, here in Green Bay. So, you know, how how is his guys looking forward to coming back? There's 10 of us, you know, that have spent time there. So I think it's just like anything. And, you know, sometimes life gives you an opportunity to go full circle, uh, to go back and show how much you've grown. And, that you know, that's part of our contribution to winning the game this week. You know, don't forget, you know, Rob Davis was here. Joe Philbin was here. You know, he's got a lot of guys on that staff that have been through at one point or another the uh, the, the the Packers organization. Joe Witt uh, was here, you know. Al Harris, obviously. <laughs> Al Harris was a guy so famously picking off uh, um, um, Matt Flynn. Wasn't it Matt Flynn? Am I, am I thinking correctly against the Seahawks? Hasselbeck. Ha- uh, Matt Hasselbeck, thank you very much. I don't know why I was thinking Matt Flynn. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's he was the guy that, remember, Hasselbeck said, we want the ball and we're going to score first. And then Al Harris picked him off with dreadlocks in his wake, as Wayne Larrabee described. And down the sideline they went and off to get a win, you know. So quite a few guys on that staff that, you know, have the ties to the Green Bay Packers. So there you go. And then uh, last but not least, don't forget, there was the question as to whether or not Des Bryant actually made a catch or not. Oh, the no catch. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, the, the catch that was an in, ruled an incompletion, I guess, in, in respect to Jerry's last comments. But. <laughs> was it a catch? Was it not a catch? Uh, where does Mike stand on all of that? Uh, okay, we'll never know. But regardless, Mike uh, Mike McCarthy at the podium yesterday. Good stuff for Mike. So what, are we going to do a Mike McCarthy Appreciation Day on Thursday? Um, No, not really. Not really. I, I, I look at it this way. I mean, you know, Mike deserves respect for what he did, uh, what he did when he was the head coach of the Packers. I mean, he, you know, that was not a good football team that he took over from Mike Sherman. Uh, when Ted made the made the change, he went through difficult times with Brett Favre, and the infamous train has left the station. Um, you know, and then to you know get Aaron Rodgers in, 
to to work with Aaron and Aaron obviously honed his skills under Mike and to you know now you know maybe Mike took too much credit for Aaron's success Aaron was offended by that whatever I I just remember that discussion that day but uh but Mike did a lot I mean you know he I I just think with success and longevity everybody gets an ego when you have success, you know, it's like, what, how much credit do you, it, it's the people that never take credit for success. Um, they, they seem to have a lot of it because it's, it's, it's a competitive spirit that they enjoy. It's not necessarily the credit that they, you know, aspire to. So, I mean, some people, want to get good so people fawn over them other people just want to do the best they can and have that be at least recognized but you know you just want to continue to do better you want to strive to do better it seemed like everybody got an ego in green bay and suddenly it began to grate on one another and then when things go bad you know then you you start to feel the pressure well if you're going to take the 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 praise then you have to take the criticism as well and nobody wanted to do that Thus, the I'm a highly successful NFL coach, and Aaron Rodgers, you know, after a while, you know, at least according to those that were in the huddle saying, ah, we're not going to run this, he doesn't know what he's doing, and, you know, people kind of relaxing things around them, and if you believe the Tyler Dunn article, and, you know, Mike is getting massages, and Rodgers is running, you know, meetings, and, you know, who knows, but it just seemed like everything just deteriorated, and it was time, for lack of a better term. So there you go. 877-867-1670. Hit us up again. 877-867-1670. Uh, let's go to Bernie from Milwaukee. Bernie, welcome to the program, man. Glad to have you. What's up? Hey, Bill. Thanks for taking my call. So, yeah, about what you just said, I think everybody's missing the point with uh, Rogers before relationship. Misery loves company, just like you basically said. And let me give you an example. If my wife buys my old washed-up dog a $50 million bed and my dog chews it up, when I get home, what does that dog do? Chew my hand up or wag its tail and give me kisses? See where I'm coming from? I would assume if you, as long as he doesn't have intestinal issues because he ate a bed, yeah. Right. So I think that's what's going on with fire. Basically, he's been a narcissist all his life. And like you just said, with all of our previous coaches, he let them have it when the, when it was time. Now, he knows he's washed up. He knows he needs LaFleur. And he's not going to bite the hand that's keeping him fed. I don't think uh, – no, I appreciate the phone call. I don't think that <sighs> – See, here's the thing. You would have to believe that Aaron Rodgers is washed up to believe that. You know? That's the thing. I I don't think Rodgers is washed up. And that's just my own opinion. I, I think it's it's kind of like when everybody wanted to get rid of Mason Crosby, and then Mason Crosby came back and had one of his more successful seasons the following year. I mean, he's been good this year. You know, and everybody wanted to get rid of him because he couldn't make a kick. And now, granted, some of the kickoffs have been a little bit weird, especially the uh, the lead kickoff of the game this past this past Sunday. But 
you know, he's only missed one kick, and that was basically due to a bad snap and a block more than anything. It wasn't because he just pulled it. So he's been successful this year. I don't think Rodgers is just all of a sudden done. You know, I, I, I you, you don't go from winning back-to-back MVPs to being a complete incapable idiot. Maybe he didn't spend as much off-season time working on his body or doing his leg lifts or squats or whatever he did just a couple of years ago when he talked about working on his legs and keeping his legs under him and stuff. Maybe there's something there. I don't know. But I believe that I, I believe that with some of the personnel moves this offseason, they're right back at it. That this year is just a wash. It's just a bad year. Things just kind of got away from them. Uh, I believe that. But I also believe in my heart of hearts that come the end of this season, take a couple of weeks off, go, go, you know, kind of like a beer sponge, man. Just wring yourself out, get rid of all the nasty, go enjoy yourself somewhere. You know, maybe you're going to check out the Super Bowl. Maybe you're not. Go go to a beach, go to an island. Whatever it is you do, go do. But I think this year is you reset a lot quicker and with the full-on mental intent to say this year is going, this coming year is going to be different. This will not be an off-season of will he or will he not. This will not be an off-season of I, of I don'ts. This will be an off-season of what can I do to help us get better. And I think that that's strictly between Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur. What are we going to do to make this team better? I think Rodgers needs to say, I'm going to be there. I'm going to dedicate it. I'm going to go ahead and just immerse myself in getting help lifting these guys up. Because that's what needs to happen. And anybody else that comes along. Uh, that, that's just what I think. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. If you want to find me on Twitter, you can do so. I'll get to some of the tweets and some of the people over on the uh, Bud Light live stream coming up as well. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Sloppy Joe's and uh, Smoke on the Water. A great place uh, out there on Okachi Lake. Uh, and uh, even better place, the old-style, true Wisconsin-style, old-fashioned type of bar in Hubertus. Both places are absolutely fantastic. Really good food. Smoked meats and briskets and both have big smokers and also you can get some great breakfasts out at uh, uh, Sloppy Joe's in Hubertus as well on Sunday. So don't forget about that as well. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have is that bed bug. If you have them uh, creeping around the house this time of year, everything starts heading indoors. Whether it's the bugs, box elders, stink bugs, bed bugs, you name it. Uh, and if you got them, you don't want them. Four one four eight seven seven fifty eight eleven. That's our friends at Milwaukee Bed Bug Pros. Don't let the name Milwaukee fool you either. MilwaukeeBedBugPros dot com or call Michael directly. Just uh, our buddy Michael over there. Four one four eight seven seven fifty eight eleven. Better yet, uh, maintenance. That's the other thing is just have them come out and uh, do some treatments just to make sure you don't ever get them, uh, whether it's uh, you know residential homes, multi-unit apartment buildings, condos, dorm rooms, hotels and motels, resorts, medical facilities, daycares. Uh, they, gotta, they do it all, and it's thermal, different chemical options. Uh, don't worry if you got pets. Don't worry if you got kids. They can do it. 
Uh, they treat both uh, the bug and the eggs as well. So uh, plenty of different ways to kind of keep your abode clean and safe. Uh, 414-877-5811. 414-877-5811. Again, 414-877-5811. That's MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com. Uh, some stuff over off of Twitter I wanted to get to. Um, does uh, recreational drug use have anything to do with Aaron Rodgers' play? That's from bass player. I can't imagine. I, I Aaron's always short of the uh, the admission of the ayahuasca. I, I, I is there anything else that you've heard that would even remotely get in the? No, I, I'm just going to say no. <laughs> just. Uh, no, I, I can't imagine it. May, maybe there's something down the road. I don't know, but uh, no. No, I can't imagine it. Um, this is from Terry who says, did you read the Brett Favre story? It's getting even worse for him. Um, yeah, I saw it. It's uh, the two concussion drug companies that's, uh, what was it, Prevacus and Presol or Presol apparently have, I don't want to use the word lied. I think the story was exaggerated, the results, their effectiveness, if you will, in order to raise additional money. I mean, things just are getting, going from bad to worse for Brett Favre. Just, you know, just going bad to worse. Um, Jason said, did you see? Yes, by the way, they had to wait last night because there was a technical glitch regarding the Powerball. It has been made, oh, we've been waiting aware that one winner in a town just above Pasadena, California, won the Powerball, two million bucks. So now we're all back to our regular lives. Freaking Chip Time. Kelly. <laughs> it's always him. <clears throat> So, yeah, uh, one winner. There you go. That's it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers apparently was just on or is on with Pat McAfee. Here we go. And he he uh, he talks about, uh, you know, losing five straight. Well, obviously disappointed. Uh, it's been a rough, uh, rough stretch for us really since London, uh, losing five in a row. Um. You know, similar patterns in most of those games, uh, just not four quarters of execution, uh, usually a lot of mental mistakes, critical errors, uh, bad situational football for the most part, or just, you know, maybe good in third down, bad in the red zone, or decent in the red zone, and not converting third downs, or usually bad in both. So that's kind of been the, the uh, blueprint for uh, the L's. Um, you know, I'm always going to be the eternal optimist and feel like we could uh, figure some things out. Obviously, this last week. That was it. There you go. A lot of the same things, and uh, he gets into what happened this past week. But he also talks about Mike McCarthy and uh, said that he's going to give Mike McCarthy a big old hug. Said he shared some messages with McCarthy recently and said, I know uh, it really means a lot to him to come back. I really hope that the reception for him is as warm as it needs to be as well. So it appears whatever bad blood there was 
Uh, at least that has been put to the side for the time being. And uh, the bad blood uh, is, you know, pretty much dissipated, I guess, for lack of a better term. But there you go. Rogers uh, on the McAfee show. Um, this one's from Mark, who says, uh, do you think some of the Packers' late-day games will be flexed because the Packers stink so bad? Uh, you know what? I would maybe, but I kind of doubt it. Here's the reason why. And I'm not, uh, regardless of the the game and where the Packers are, because the Packers uh, play the Vikings on CBS. That's a, that's a late-day game. They have the uh, ESPN Monday Night Football game against the Rams. They have a Sunday night game going into Philadelphia. They have a Thursday night game against the Titans, and then obviously this past or this coming weekend, the late game against the Cowboys. No, I can't see them moving the Packers games. And here's the reason why: is because the Packers, regardless, they're a draw. It's it's still Aaron Rodgers as a as a superstar in the league, and it, it's a draw. So uh, Packers fans just draw well. They 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 always do. So I I don't look at it as uh, the Packers are so bad they're going to move those games. I can't see like the end of the season that game with the Lions. That's a TBD game. That's going to be a noon game. The game that goes to CBS. CBS getting an NFC game which is a 325 Central Time start. That's against the uh, the Vikings. When the Vikings come into Lambeau Field on January 1st, they're not going to move that. Um, the Dolphins game in Miami, that's a noon start. They're not going to move that. Um, just because you're not going to – it's not a big game in the sense of the Packers needing to win to make the playoffs or something unless the Packers go on some, like, incredible role that we're not expecting. Um, and then obviously you're not going to move the primetime games because, you know, you're still putting Aaron Rodgers in prime time. So no, I don't, I don't see them moving any of those games to be quite honest with you. Uh, but good question though, because in a normal, in a weird year, if these were all like three twenty-five starts, yeah, I could see maybe one game being moved. If it's just a really terrible matchup, say if they were playing, I don't know, say if they were playing Jacksonville or Indianapolis, you know, something like that. Maybe moving that game back to a noon game. But otherwise, no, I don't see that happening. They'll make the announcement that that game is going to be a noon game on the 8th, on January 8th, the last game of the season. There's no reason. Unless the Packers go on a roll and the Packers need that game to get into the postseason, there is no reason to make that game a late afternoon game. None. So that, that'll be a noon game. Pretty much a given. And the, the reason they didn't, uh, predetermine a time for that game is because they're going to wait and see how the season plays out probably here in the next three, four weeks to make the announcements. Because then you'll see what begins to match up, what begins to become and look like a must-win game, which is what's going to draw ratings, and that's where they'll probably put those games. But uh, but no, to answer your question, eh, not going to happen. Uh, 877-867-1670, hit us up. Don't forget about our friends over at Growth Law, G-R-O-T-H. Go to growthlawfirm.com, growthlawfirm.com. Head over there and uh, check them out uh, because they're they're not only a, a great group of people, one of the best in the country. They were just voted one of the best in the country, one of the best places to work in Wisconsin as well, and one of the best in Wisconsin. They were just voted. I just saw that come out, and but uh, also they stand up for motorcyclists and their motorcyclists themselves. Go to growthlawfirm dot com, growth g r o t h growthlawfirm dot com. That's growthlawfirm 
Com. By the way, when we come back, Aaron Rodgers had a quip from the game this past weekend on the Pat McAfee show. Talking about what happened this past weekend. You're going to want to hear it when we come back. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Casino. They're giving away a couple of Chevy Tahoes this uh, this season. So if you're looking for uh, a new new vehicle, you're good to go. Maybe stop in and check it out over at uh, PaysBig.com. That is PaysBig.com. And in addition to that, uh, you can also uh, go there and uh, see for yourself, uh, maybe make a reservation at the hotel. Just go down to the 360 bar for a couple of beverages. They've got some really good restaurants there. It doesn't It's not all about gambling. Just go down and have a good time. Go enjoy yourself. Aaron Rodgers said, hey, no, the the Lions didn't stop us. Take a listen. Look, no disrespect, but did they play great? I mean, they had, uh, we had, you know, 40 yards offense on them, moved the ball up and down the field. I threw an interception off the helmet. I threw an interception about five yards short of Dave. I mean, it wasn't like, uh, uh, you know, I didn't play a great game. We still made a lot of mental mistakes. Um, but I don't think they really stopped us. We had three possessions in the first half and went up and down the field. Um, so, you know, it's more about us, I think, than, than them. Okay. I, I can't completely disagree with that because they did move the football. He's not lying, right? They did move the football. But now this is what everybody wants to hear. So he talks about throwing the ball off a helmet and making some mistakes and such. But, you know, when you talk about, you know, what what happened? where, What, what went wrong? Take a listen to what he has to say. Well, there's a lot that goes into all those things. Um, what I can control, uh, you know, two of them weren't great throws. Uh, you know, there's some other parts to to plays. You know, it's not usually not just on one person. Every now and then it's just on one person but there's a lot that goes into each each play that could either avoid some of that thing or and sometimes you know guys can uh, screw part of the play up and you can make a great throw and make up for all of it um but but yeah you know it wasn't a wasn't a great throw to dave uh and wasn't a you know great throw to bobby either i've thrown a lot of those balls low around the goal line like that um i don't know that, you know, in that play, there were some other things that could have probably gone on that could have made it a, you know, a different type of window. But So, in other words, he doesn't want to come out and blame some of the guys for not doing things correctly. But, you know, yeah, there were some things that probably could have gone differently for us and didn't. And, uh, you know, so he's trying to dance a lot, isn't he, Ben? 
I don't know if I'm hearing this differently. I mean, it sounds like he's hinting at it without saying that other guys messed up on those plays too. Play it, play it again. Play it again. Take a listen to it. One second. Play it again because I, I it, it, it. I mean, he does say, you know, I threw the threw the one off the helmet and I threw it short to Dave, you know. But when it comes to just having a bad game and not playing well, it's kind of like he's saying, yeah, you know, other people played bad. All those things. Um, what I can control, uh, you know, two of them weren't great throws. Uh, you know, there's some other parts to to plays. You know, it's not usually not just on one person. Every now and then it's just on one person. But there's a lot that goes into each, each play that could either avoid some of that thing or and sometimes, you know, guys can uh, screw part of the play up and you can make a great throw and Make up for all of it, um, but but yeah, you know, it wasn't a wasn't a great throw to Dave, uh, and wasn't a you know great throw to Bobby either. I've thrown a lot of those balls low around the goal line like that. Um, I don't know that you know in that play there were some other things that could have probably gone on that could have made it a you know a different type of window. But there you go. So others are reading it the same way. They're saying, look, he's just blaming everybody else. He's blaming everybody else but himself. Um, He does admit to making a bad throw. I'll give you that. But, yeah, sounds like uh, like he's blaming some other guys. And, you know, maybe he's being kind by not calling somebody out. By not calling somebody out by name. Saying, hey, the guy ran the wrong route. He did this. He did that. Whatever. There you go. 877-867-1670. Uh, boy, I tell you what, people are just pissed. Not happy. As uh, you start to read some of the... Uh, some of the uh, um, David says this is absolutely passive aggressive. Brandon says sounds like he's blaming everybody but himself. Uh, this is from Mark who says uh, Rogers just making excuses. Oh yeah, by the way, I didn't play great, but and then pointing the finger at everyone else. Uh, this is from uh, this is from who's this from? This is from Zach. Zach says uh, listening to Aaron Rodgers, I'm glad that he has not given up on the season yet, but pointing the finger at everybody else continuously in the media does not make, make him the Lord above all. It's a bad look for Aaron. And does he not realize that it, it's, it's, it's tough because you want him to be honest, right? I mean, what, what would you like, put it this way? What would you like Rogers to say? I'm not defending him. I'm just asking a question. What would you like Rogers to say? Did you want him to come out and go, you know what? I screwed this thing up. You know, I should have done this. I should have done that. This is on me. We had this call. I screwed this play up. But if he doesn't really screw up a play other than, say, say there's three throws, four throws in the game that he just he just missed. He's like, I, I should have thrown it to, to Bobby here. I should have thrown it to, you know, whatever here. Romeo did this or uh, Samari did that. You know, I, okay. But after that, when they say, what went wrong here? Do you want him to say... I need to work harder at being on the same page with the guys because, in essence, he's being passive-aggressive by not blaming the guy. So what do you want him to say? 
Because I, I find that he's going to take a ton of heat regardless. But what do you want him to say? You know? Ben, is there something else you want to see him say? I mean, that cut was from, he was talking about the three goal line interceptions. Or the two goal line ones and then the, the other one in the red zone that was going into the right. end zone. It, it, that wasn't about the whole game where I, I'm sure there were many things at play. That was specifically about what happened on those three interceptions because many are obviously dissecting the plays and trying to show what went wrong. I would like him to like they ask him about that. I would like him to say, yeah, I made three terrible throws and and they were all picked off. Like, I don't care if a right guard gets beat when you're running a, a, a leak out pass to your left tackle. Like either throw right. it like somewhere where it's not going to get picked. It's the same thing with basketball where like, yeah, some guy might make a wrong cut, but I it's on the point guard to not just rip the ball out of bounds. Right. But, like, he's supposed to be the one in those settings that makes the right plays. And frankly, I don't really care if the center doesn't hold up a, a perfect block to give him a better mm-hmm. window to throw it. Like he's Aaron Rodgers. He should be throwing right. touchdowns there. So I would like him to say, I made three terrible throws instead of trying to point to all the other things that went wrong. Yeah, it's, um, well, okay, fair enough. Let's do this. We'll step out. We'll take a quick break. We'll get your thoughts on that when we come back. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at San Giorgio in Calderon Club, downtown Milwaukee. Some of the best Italian food you're ever going to put in your mouth. Great stuff. And if you're heading down there, say, before a Marquette game, Admirals game, Bucks game, or you just want a great night out, San Giorgio, the Napoletana Pizzeria across the street, or next door to Calderon Club, right across the street from the Hyatt. That's where to go. Old World, 3rd Street, downtown Milwaukee. Either place. They pair it up with uh, Cider Boys from Point Brewing, and it's great Italian food on one side, great uh, authentic pizzas on the other Awesome stuff. That's from our friends at San Giorgio and Calderon Club. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers restructuring their roster and depth chart. That's after the news outside linebacker Rashawn Gary suffered a torn ACL in the loss to the Lions at Ford Field Sunday. Gary done for the season. What about defensive back Eric Stokes, Mallow Fleur? I can't rule that out yet. So, um... You know, we're still doing some some further tests, getting some more information. Left guard Elton Jenkins has spent the past year coming back from his knee surgery last November. I was asked if he'd spoken to Rashawn Gary yet. I talked to Rashawn last night getting off the plane, but um, just knowing the type of guy he is, I know he's going to do the same thing. He's going to attack it the way he's supposed to attack it and come back. The injury bug, we got to get over the injury bug. It's not a good time to have it, but I feel like those guys know what's at stake and what's at hand. So whenever they are able and capable of getting back on the field, I feel like they'll be that's the approach they're going to take. Wide receiver Romeo Dobbs out four to six weeks with a high ankle sprain. That's according to the NFL Network. Aaron Jones' MRI was negative for his ankle injury. So now the Packers will have to regroup and get ready for the 6-2 and two Dallas Cowboys. Head coach Mike McCarthy was asked if this game will be an emotional one in his return to Lambeau Field. Uh, emotional? Uh, I think it's just like anything in this league. You have to get ready to, to go win. And you know, I have great memories um, about about Green Bay. And, you know, I've spent, spent a lot of time there. But, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm four years removed from working there. And um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to taking our team up there. And, you know, like I told them today in a team meeting that, 
you know, this is a this is a really cool place to compete. You know, obviously the history and tradition of Green Bay and Lambeau Field, and you know, it's an experience that um, you know I want them to maximize. And but most importantly, you know, we're going up here to win the game. That's Mike McCarthy in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. Burgers and brews, oh, good stuff in Stonebank, Wisconsin. They got a lot of events coming up, too, and don't forget, uh, they are going to be opening up on Sundays. Breakfast and such, but also come on in and check out the Packers. Uh, you're still Packer fate. We are. We are all faithful. Whether we're going to the game, going to watch it, going to have it on in the background, I'm sure we're going to still going to be paying attention to Packers football throughout the season, so head out to Boondocks and enjoy yourself on the weekends uh, and, you know, any other day for that matter. But they also cater. They also have a catering side. And if you're looking for something, whether it's for Thanksgiving or maybe the end of the season or a holiday party, they do that too. Check out our friends at Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews in Stonebank and uh, tell them we sent you. Tom and his staff out there, great people. 877-867-1671, hit us up, do it. Uh, let's go to Mike listening to us in Rockford. Mike, how you doing, man? What's going on? Hey, Bill, how are you? I'm doing great. Well, listen, Bill, I want to put something in perspective. Um, you know, everyone says, well, you, like you had said, I know we have to all be optimistic, but we also have to be realistic, and I don't think the Packers are going anywhere this year. Um, and, you know, at what point do we say if they get two more losses, three more losses, do you see the Packers, you know, basically starting to play guys that, cause they're going to figure there's, there's just no use. I mean, when, when do you see them starting to play these young players and possibly, let me ask you this bill and your honest, humble opinion. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to put you on a spot here. Do you think that if let's say the Packers lose, they have Dallas and then they have the Titans. Let's say that they lose those two games. And realistically, they probably will. Okay. So that at that point, you've got what eight losses on the year. You're not going anywhere. Right. Do you think they would start to play Jordan love? And what would that do to Aaron Rodgers' demeanor? And, and where would that place? I mean, cause at some point, don't you have to start looking at your future quarterback? I mean, I understand this is a win now, but if the, if the season's gone, don't you just have to play this guy at least at least in the second halves? And and, and is Rogers going to go along with this? I want your I want to hear what you have to say about that, and I'll I'll hang up and listen. Okay, uh, appreciate it, um, man. That's a great question. And we were talking about it earlier today. Um, I think there's a couple of things at play here. First of all, if you're not mathematically eliminated, then you're not going to start Jordan Love. Uh, I think the other side of this is if, say, Rogers' thumb is bad and you are completely eliminated from any postseason play, and maybe you give Rogers a week or two, just get the thumb right, okay? Just get the, get the thumb healed up. Uh, so maybe that's your excuse to do that. Otherwise, what you're now doing, and I think we're already into that, to be honest with you, even though they aren't mathematically eliminated yet, I think what we're now doing is that we are looking for the launch to next year. I believe Rodgers is coming back. If Rodgers is saying to himself, man, next year, we're going to have to do – that's what I was talking about earlier. I thought, okay, at the end of this season, you take two, three weeks off, a month off, you get into February, okay, whatever. And then it's back. And then you're like, look, I'm coming back. I'm ready to go. Let's start committing to this. And whether, Matt, you come to my house, I'll come to your house, we'll meet in Green Bay, whatever it is we're going to do. Here you go. Meeting up with Matt LaFleur. 
talking to your guys, to your to your receivers in the off season. Hey, let's go over this. Let's let's zoom this. Let's take a look at this. You know, what can we do to get you better? You know, whatever it is. Rodgers loves his time away. He loves to get away from football. But it, you got to understand where you're at. You can't keep talking about getting on the same page, and yet you want to go off and do your thing and let somebody else coach him up. The only way they can get on the same page with you is to work with you. So you commit. You say, look, i got two years left of this big-ass contract, right? I, I'm, i got two years of my life. I'm, I'm committing. I'm back in. You know, Brian Gutekinds and I have a great relationship. Madeline Floor and I have a great relationship. I'm back in. Let's go. And I think right now, if that's your your thought, if you're Aaron Rodgers, then I think you still work with your young guys towards what you're building upon for next season. I, I you know, I, I, I think that's where you go with this. You know, that's just my thought. So in my opinion... Do you let Jordan Love play? Eh, maybe you get you, you're going to get his feet wet. You're going to do a game or two, or let him do his thing. But remember, don't forget last year from week nine on, he was taking all the starters reps. Not only did he play in Kansas City, but after the whole toe issue, he was taking all the starters reps on Wednesday and Thursday, for the most part, and even some on Friday. So they know what he can do behind closed doors. Now it's just a matter of doing it in game situations. And at the end of the year, when he knew he was going to play in that Detroit game, he didn't look too good. So maybe you give him another opportunity or two, but I, I still think if you know Rodgers is coming back, you're working with these young guys on getting on the same page and hitting the ground running next year rather than leaving it up in the air this year saying, I don't know what the hell we're going to do. You know what I mean? Uh, real quick, let's go to Bill listening to us in Green Bay. Bill, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Hey, thanks for your time. Uh, a couple of things I'd like to know from Rodgers. But before I get to that, real quickly, the reason Jordan Love didn't look good last last season is Luke Getze, and that's all there is to it. He's a failure, and so is Nathaniel Hackett, and LeFleur relied on those guys far too long. What I want to know from Rodgers is very simply this. How many of those plays in the red zone is he checking out of? How bad is the thumb actually? Is that just an excuse? Is that just a convenient excuse? And number three, this team has been horrible in the red zone since that failed attempt in the NFC Championship game at Lambeau Field against Tampa Bay. They have mm-hmm. not gotten better. Yoda. And I mm-hmm. want to know, is he checking out of the plays, or is the coach that bad? That's what I want well, to know. Well, appreciate the phone call. we got to run here because we're at the t- end of the show, but and we can pick up on this tomorrow. But uh, when you heard Matt LaFleur say that they give him a play, he has two options. When Depending on the situation, he has two options. You go left or go right, whatever that happens to be. I mean, I don't have the specifics of that, but that, that he has two options. So I don't know what he's checking out of. I don't know what he's he, – he, it doesn't appear anyway that he's, like, changing the play. He's just going with whatever option it is they give him. At least that's what they're saying. Tomorrow, uh, Andy Herman, Packaday Podcast, is going to be here. Mark Schofield uh, of uh, SB Nation is going to be here. Wayne Larry, the voice of your Green Bay Packers, is going to be joining us as well. So all that coming up tomorrow on the program. It's been good stuff today. Thanks to everybody for watching over on the Bud Light live stream. We certainly appreciate that. Thanks to everybody taking a listen to us today. If you haven't, get out and vote. Uh, I'm going to go do that now. I didn't get a chance to do it this morning, so hopefully the uh, the polling lines aren't too long. But I know it's a lot of interest on the uh, state of Wisconsin. We're going to make a difference. 
And if, obviously, we didn't win the Powerball, so we're all going to get up and go to work tomorrow. Time for us to go. Have a going. <laughs> the Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.